0: From Vestavia Hills City Schools, this is The Intentional Pursuit. Hey everybody, I'm Whit McGee.
1: And I'm Brooke Wedgworth.
0: And if it sounds a little bit better this month, that's because Brooke, you and I are recording in the same room for the first time since we launched the podcast.
1: That's right. We have our fancy podcast equipment now, ready to go.
0: It's been great. You know, um, we started out using our virtual meeting platform that we've been using for classes uh, all throughout the the school year, just because of some of our COVID precautions about meeting in person as faculty and staff. But now. We've been able to start loosening some of those guidelines, and so it's nice to to be here and have a conversation with a real person. That's right. (laughs) And, of course, also new since the last uh, two episodes that we did, which, by the way, if you haven't had the chance to listen to those, please take a moment to go back and check them out. We interviewed Heather Hurt, uh, who is our district's Elementary Teacher of the Year, and Jarrell Horton, who is the Secondary Teacher of the Year, and both of those were such great conversations.
1: They were so fun. In fact, I want to go back and re-listen myself.
0: Absolutely. Uh, But you can do that listening now on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Um, Both of those, uh, if you have a Spotify subscription, you can listen on there. Uh, You can also pull it up on Google Podcasts, and that requires no subscription. It's absolutely free. And of course, you can also listen for free on our website. If you go to the Vestavia Hills City Schools website at vestavia.k12.com al.us. Go under the teaching and learning tab, and you'll find the link to the intentional pursuit right there. Uh, Well, today's episode, I I tell you, I am personally very excited and invested in today's episode. Um, Brooke, as you know, I have a daughter who is a preschooler right now, uh, and she's going to be starting kindergarten in a couple of years. And this is something that has been uh, heavy on on the minds of my wife and I over the last uh, uh, couple of years is how do we get our daughter ready for kindergarten?
1: Yeah. And just like you, wit, we have so many parents who are preparing to send their kids to kindergarten next year for the very first time. So they've never had a child start school and go through kindergarten and they don't know what to expect. They may be a little stressed out as like, you know, is my kid ready? Do they know enough about numbers or enough about letters. What do I need to do? And they really want them to be prepared and start off and be successful. But what we really don't want is for parents and kids to stress. So we want this to be a smooth and easy transition for all of our kids. And so today we really just want to give parents and all of our listeners some tips and some advice on what are some things they can do with their kids to help them be prepared and to make that transition easy for them to kindergarten.
0: Shay Harrell is a kindergarten teacher at Vestavia Hills Elementary East. Uh, it is her sixth year at East, uh, but she has been teaching kindergarten for 22 years, uh, and so we we feel like she's a, a great resident expert on kindergarten and and the the tips that are great for parents to to need to know as far as welcoming kids into the kindergarten classroom. Shay joins us today from her classroom at East. Shay, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be a part of this podcast and just hope that I can put parents' minds at ease as they are bringing their little ones to school for the first time. Thank you for having me. Well,
1: thank you for joining us. I knew when we were talking about this topic and how important it would be to um, do on our podcast this spring, I said to it, you know, I could talk about kindergarten readiness, but what we really need is one of our kindergarten teachers to talk about it because, they are the experts, and they've been doing this. Obviously, Shay's been teaching kindergarten, so they know what do what do kids really need to know how to do um, before kindergarten and what are those things they're going to learn throughout that year so that parents don't need to worry about those things. So thank you so much for agreeing to do this today, Shay.
2: Absolutely.
1: So the first thing I want to ask you about is really the areas of reading and writing. So what are your tips and some good advice for parents? What – things that they can do to help kids love reading and to really prepare them for what they will do with reading and writing in the kindergarten classroom.
2: With reading, I think it's so important to find out what your child is interested in. What do they love? What do they love learning about? And just read with your child. That is the most important thing that you can do to prepare your child to be ready to learn to read is to sit down with your child and read with them every day and just make it fun. Have fun with them. Read lots of nursery rhymes and books that have lots of rhyming words in it and just really immerse them in print. Show them things that they already know how to read. They probably already know how to read labels on things. Praise them for that. They might know how to read the Chick-fil-A signs, stop signs, McDonald's, Panera, any of those things. Praise them. Have have, Play games with them in the car where they can, um, as you're driving, say, what are some things that you recognize? Even if they recognize letters, that's wonderful. Just things to make. Just have fun with it. You can play rhyming games in the car. I have a little girl That is in the third grade this year, but when we were um, driving to school when she was four years old, we used to play just rhyming games where I would say a word and she would say a word that rhymes with it, or then I would let her say a word and I would give her a word that rhymes with it. Just things to have, um, to make that time fun and meaningful with your child. And the same with books, have meaningful conversations with your child about books see what they understand, and not so much worrying about what words do they already know how to read, but just the more that you read with your child, the more vocabulary they acquire, and it just sets them up for a great um, learning experience in kindergarten. Um, Something else that I thought of a few years ago was even little things that you probably don't even think about, like singing the ABC song noticing where letters are, uh, what the order of the alphabet is, that is so important too. And I think a lot of times parents leave a lot of that up to preschools. It's also important to do some of that at home as well. So just have fun with it.
1: I love how you stress the exposure to print and books, but just that the joy of reading together and the conversation is something that you really can't replace. So, I'm so glad you shared that. And let me just tell you, as a parent, that time in the car is priceless because we all spend so much time in the car. So when you can incorporate rhyming games or environmental print to that time in the car, that's a great way to use your time, yeah,
0: yes. absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that that uh, we really treasure in our home is the opportunity to read. And, uh, we, we love, you know, even just going back over books that, that our daughter has read over and over again, it's like this is some of her favorites just um, because she's starting to recognize those words and those letter forms and, and uh, is able to join with us. And that's great. But I'll tell you one of the things that I'm really curious to know that, that we're uh, thinking a lot about and talking a lot about at home is math readiness. Um, Shay, can you talk a little bit about getting a student ready for math in kindergarten?
2: Sure. So I think the most important thing that you can do with your child to get them ready for math is just count with them all the time. So there are two big areas of focus in kindergarten with math, and one of them is counting and the other one is learning different shapes. So as again, you can make this so much fun as as you're walking around, walking up steps As you're getting things out for the dinner table, count, count. That's the biggest thing that you can do. Talk about the shapes that you see around you as you're, you know, as you're walking, as you're going through your house, as you're walking through a store. Notice the shapes of things. What do they look like? Um, Again, it goes back to just having those meaningful conversations. But going back to the counting, um, something that you could do is, actually have them put their finger on what they are counting. So if they have a set of objects and they're counting, sometimes those teen numbers can be kind of tricky. So just as you're counting, even if it's just five things, just have them put their finger on each object as they're counting and just make it fun. See how many, as you're driving, play games, see how many street signs they see that have the letter S in them and have them to count those. The counting of the objects to me again is
1: that's so important for what, like you said, what's a critical area of kindergarten. And it's so easy to do because even if they're getting their snack ready and they have, let's say, Cheerios or cheese, its out, you know, count how many Cheerios are in your bowl. And having them realize, you know, they're a set, but then that one-to-one correspondence of here's one, here's two. And I think those are great essential skills.
2: And even as they're pulling out their snack, you can look at the snack and say, okay, this is a – You know, what can you tell me about the shape of that snack? Is it a square? How many sides is that? You know, it goes back to just talking with your child.
1: Another thing that we really want to talk about, because I know um, many of our kindergarten teachers see this as students enter kindergarten, is really encouraging independence among those students and just helping them prepare with some of those what I like to call self-care skills. Because I know when you have a classroom full of kindergartners, it can be a little bit challenging if they're all not somewhat independent. So can you share some tips for what are some things parents could work on starting now or even over the summer to help them be prepared for August?
2: Sure. So one thing that you can try to think about is um, I know that we want to hold on to our little ones and help them with as much as we can. The best thing that you can do to help prepare them for kindergarten is give them opportunities to To try to do things independently, for instance, opening wrappers of things, um, fork wrappers, chip you know chip wrappers, opening their milk, opening a juice box by themselves, being able to wear clothes that they know how to take on and take off independently. So maybe I know that at the parent teacher store you can get things where they can practice snapping. Lacing, buttoning, all of that stuff. There, those are going to be important skills for them to know when they go to kindergarten. Also, just being able to go to the restroom independently is so important. Something else that I've really thought about in the past couple of years are their shoes, and just being able to wear shoes that maybe Velcro. If your child has shoes that our laced shoes. Maybe they could get the kind of bungee laces instead of having to time. I know when we, I think Brooke, you and I talked about this when we were growing up, the big goal when we were in kindergarten was they needed to know how to tie their shoes. <laughs> and I think right now we just, we are so focused on the academics that that is really a skill that they are probably not ready for until the first grade, just being able, their little fingers aren't quite ready for that. So having them wear shoes that they can take on, take off, being able to handle that on their own is wonderful. They can do that.
0: Shay, I feel like a lot of those things that you're mentioning with, with self-care for a kindergarten also go hand in hand with fine motor skills. Would, would you agree with that?
2: Yes. And I was, I meant to talk about that when we were talking about the writing. Um, I think fine motor is so important right now that they know how to hold a pencil correctly. If y'all could just work with them, even if they don't know how to hold a pencil correctly yet, just putting your hand over your child's hand can help them so much as they are learning how to control their pencil and maybe help them try to figure out what hand that they write with figuring out how to hold scissors correctly. You'll just have to, you know, show them, give them opportunities to cut things. Something that we have in our classroom is we give them lots of opportunities to build their stamina with fine motor skills. So they can, if you have Play-Doh at home, you know, forming different shapes with the Play-Doh is important and just building those um, muscles on the end of their fingers letting them have opportunities to work with tongs, building with Legos, lacing cards. I'm trying to think of what else, snapping things. All of those are really good skills that you can let them have time to practice with before they come to kindergarten because they do, we do take time at the beginning of the year to really review how to hold a pencil and how to glue and how to cut sometimes they can get frustrated if they've never had that opportunity to pick up a pencil or a crayon or scissors. So just giving them that exposure to some of those tools that we'll be using in the classroom is important.
1: Those are wonderful ideas and I know with when my kids were younger we did a lot with Play Doh and of course they loved Legos, So that was easy. And everything you shared really is just a it's fun and it's a good way to explore. So I think those are easy. Tools and things to implement. I'd never heard about the tongs, so I love that you share that. But that's so fun.
0: Yeah, that would be. That sounds like so much fun. That's right. (laughs) Can't you just see kids in the
1: kitchen with the tongs, trying to pick up different things? Like
2: I love that idea. They can get. You can use the tongs to pick up cotton balls or different. I mean, different things as you're cooking. But they love tongs. They love to use them. So that's something fun and different to you. Yes.
0: So. The, the last question on my list, and, and Shay, I have to tell you, I've taken so many notes. So thank you um, on behalf of uh, all of our parents uh, out there who will soon have kindergartners. It's just great information. One question that's been uh, heavy on my mind is regarding social skills for future kindergartners. And I ask that particularly because there's been a lot made in the news and, and, and throughout um, uh, the state and throughout the country about those, uh, social skill learning opportunities for young kids in light of COVID. They just, there's just been fewer opportunities for children to mingle and socialize among each other and to continue making progress in those areas. So are there some specific social skills that you would encourage, uh, parents and families like mine to work on as, as we get ready for our children to go into kindergarten?
2: That's a great question. And that is, a question and a topic that is very dear to my heart. I have always really stressed the importance of children feeling very loved before they ever come to school. And one of my main goals in kindergarten and all of us, all kindergarten teachers, I think, want children to feel loved in their classroom because if they don't feel loved, they're not going to be able to learn. And so We have to be able to give them opportunities to play with other children and let them experience conflict before they come to school. I think it's so important to set up intentional play dates with other children, not just um, siblings, but have friends over, find out who they like to play with in their preschool or just neighborhood children and let them have opportunities to play Okay, something else that is important to me is just having time to talk with your child to find out what has been the best part of your day and what, de- what part of your day would you have wanted to go differently? And that could start in preschool. It could start after a play date, I think. And I know that I have said this a few times, but just having meaningful conversations with your child is going to be able to help them uh, I have said several times in recent years, I feel like we are so focused on getting our children to learn to read that we miss how to make a friend, what how to work and play with others because your child could be the smartest child and know so much with math and reading and writing, but if they don't know how to work and play with others, they will be alone. They'll be sitting at a table alone and you don't want that. So you want to give them, especially right now where people are being so careful with interactions with others, just give them some, even if it's just one-on-one opportunities every now and then to play with another child so that they can have time to, you know, learn how to work with other children.
0: I have a, a follow-up question for you, Shay. And, and that is that you we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you have been teaching kindergartners uh, for 22 years. So you have seen students who started school in your classroom now graduate and go on to college and careers. Do you feel like these things that you've mentioned in the areas of social skills and independence are... Do you think that that's the most important things that set the foundation for a child's learning for all throughout their educational career? Or do you think it's the academic things? Or is there, do you give more weight to one or the other? Or do you think that there's something in kindergarten that sort of establishes roots for everything beyond their schooling?
2: I think that is a great question. I think that the children that I have seen go on, like I have a little girl that was in my class in kindergarten and she is now graduating from medical school and she had grit and resilience and she had parents that really invested in her. She, she just was a very loving child and she was extremely smart, but she was an encourager to other children She So I feel like when a child knows how to be a risk taker with their learning and they they learn, I guess sometimes I don't even know that you can teach grit. I think some children have it just naturally, but I think when we provide opportunities for them to know what to do when they fail and how to get back up and keep going and encouraging independent learning and what to do when problems come up that and they and that they feel loved. I think all of those things, then the academics falls into place. They feel confident and secure. And a lot of times that happens before they ever come to kindergarten.
1: That's so good. In fact, I think that's a whole nother episode.
0: Promoting (laughs)
1: promoting grit and resilience. In fact, I need to listen to that one myself as a parent.
0: Because I <laughs> might
1: not have done such a good job on that one, but that's another day. I want to thank you so much, Shay, for joining us today. As expected, you have shared so many wonderful tips and strategies, and and again, just ideas that are fairly easy to implement if you're intentional about it as a parent. So, thank you for joining us today and for being so thoughtful about what you share today. We appreciate thank you it. Much.
0: Well, and for our parents who are more visual learners, we also have a kindergarten readiness guide on our website, and you can find it almost in the same location as the podcast, Brooke. It's at vestavia.k12.al.us under the teaching and learning tab. Look for that kindergarten readiness guide. So I definitely encourage you to check out that kindergarten readiness guide on our website. Thank you so much, Shay, and thank you for listening to the Intentional Pursuit.